Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, is. Johnny. Yes. I have a very important mission for us. You do. Oh, finally. You know, I thought when you first said we were, we were going to be security guards, this would be a really boring job just watching over people's stuff, but this sounds pretty exciting, i got to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the whole Patreon podcast thing has not really paid off the millions of dollars we thought it would. Right. So we have taken up these jobs as security guards, and it's finally paid off big. I'm glad you're giving this background information. Yes, it's important. Yes. Um... The president's daughter has been kidnapped by terrorists, and we have to save her. Whoa. The president's daughter? Yes. That sounds... Actually, honestly, quite important. I mean, it's a big gig for us. I mean, we yes. went from zero to hero really quick if we pull oh, this off. Oh, who kidnapped her? Uh, all I know is terrorists. Oh, this is terrible. And they need us to go get her? Yeah, who else is going to do it? Uh, I was told that the literally... The FBI, the CIA, well, the... I was told that literally we're the only ones that would take this job. Like, I, I don't know how to take that, but that's exactly what I was told. That's rescue the president's daughter? I've really not bothered reading the fine print, okay. But, okay. but it's the president's daughter. Come on, this is going to be a big paying job. The, you're right. I, you know what? You're right. It's the president's daughter. And honestly, if anybody's being kidnapped, we should probably do our best to save them, don't you think? Right. Especially somebody as important as the president's daughter. I, I mean, mean, her yeah. dad's the president. And I mean... Everybody's equal. Nobody's more important than the other. But this is the president's daughter. Right, so yeah. let's, let's yes. get on this. I, I, 100%. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and start, uh, start strapping on my gear. I'm going to put on my protective vest here. Here we go. I'm going to grab my weapons, my uh, gun, my gun here. I got uh, my pepper shaker to throw in the terrorist eyes. That's... You, okay. It's effective. All right. Uh, I won't knock your methods. Uh, see, what else do we need? What else do we need? The, Wait a minute. What? Uh, it says that this is the president's daughter. Uh-huh. Uh, the president of the Retro Bliss Fan Club. That's right. We're going to save the... Pre the what now? The Retro Bliss Fan Club. It's it's the president of of that. It's their daughter. <sighs> did, did you know about the uh, Retro Bliss Fan Club? This is so many mysteries in, in one. First of all... Was somebody? Where did you get this? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't know. It was just—it was just in my mailbox. I assumed it. Do you think somebody's playing a joke on us? They have to be. We don't have a fan club. And who would be the president of the fan club? Would you want to be the president? <clears throat> would it be one of us? I don't have a daughter. I don't have any kids. What in the world? Who was kidnapped? Well, they're probably not important. You're, you know I mean, what? They're right. They're definitely not the president's daughter. Yeah, not the real president. So That's right. I'm hungry. I'm starving. So instead of doing that, how about we just listen to this podcast, even though we said we're starving? <laughs> this is a terrible <laughs> runaway stop. train of a... This this skit needs to die hard. It does. Die hard with on. a vengeance. On Retroblist. <laughs> we had any dignity we'd retake that one but we're not going to do it nope nope chris our producer have fun we're sorry yep uh happy holidays to everybody out there this is a special edition i want to say that about every episode we do yep of retro blessed thanks for joining us i'm one of your hosts uh, johnny townsend and with me as always is trevor franklin and we are your weekly game by game podcast <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, uh, despite the fact that he claims that he's 100%, still coughing a little bit, but only when he gets a microphone in front of his stupid face. <laughs> I was 100% better till we started to record this stupid, ignorant podcast, and now I can't quit coughing again. I've been over here for hours, and you haven't coughed until now. I will say that, to be <laughs> fair. Uh, thanks for joining us. Like, yeah. we, like I said, weekly game by game podcast, and this time, that weekly part was put to a test because we got some winter weather here in the Carolinas. Yeah, yeah, we just, we thought we are going to have to skip this episode. Uh, 
we weren't able to record what we wanted to, but hey, we're doing it now. Yeah, so, we work hard yeah. for all you listeners out there. Yeah. Uh, we try hard, and we... We'll probably die hard. We'll probably die pretty yeah. hard. And speaking of which, Trevor, really quick, before we get into it, mm-hmm. a quick Patreon mention. Uh, go to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, go to it. <laughs> that was quick. Go to Patreon.com. If you got nothing better to do with your time or you think we're worth anything, give us... Anywhere from a dollar to ten dollars. And a quick update on that: uh, Patreon has changed how they charge uh, people who donate. So please keep that into account. If you, uh, you know, we uh, as professional podcasters, we know that money does not grow on trees. So, yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, go check it out. Look for Retro Blist on Patreon <coughs> now. Trevor, today this game's sort of fitting because. Uh, it's a Patreon game for one. Uh, a Patreon oh, yeah. picked this game out. Caleb Dixon, uh, his game got picked, and it was Die Hard Arcade. Technically, I think he just said Die Hard. We assumed it was this. We one. assumed it was this one because the other one is so terrible. <laughs> well, more on that later. Okay. Ooh, ooh, I like this. I may or may not have been right. All right. Okay, <clears throat> we'll come back to that. Put a little pin in it, and I'll forget about it to come back to it. Now, right. uh, of course, the game we played is or was. Die Hard Arcade for the Sega Saturn. And just right up front, to be really clear, this is a Sega Saturn exclusive. Well, it was an arcade game that became a Sega Saturn exclusive. This is not Die Hard Trilogy, which was on the PlayStation, the Saturn, and the PC. Okay. This is a different game completely. That's right. And when we get to our shout-outs, I think some people remember the trilogy pretty well. Right. A lot more than remember this game, maybe. Yeah. So. But this is the game that I remember, and we'll get to our how you know how important this game is to our childhood later. But, of course, since this game is called Die Hard, that of mm-hmm. means it's based on the movie Die Hard, the franchise. Oh, it's like a, it's like a word-for-word retelling <laughs> yes. of the first Die Hard movie. Or it's not at all. Yeah. But, Trevor, Die Hard, the, the films, uh, what's your experience with those? Well, <clears throat> once again, I have to turn in my man card slash cool card slash whatever card. There's no reason, I'm sure, I would have loved... All the Die Hard movies, but I only ever caught them like on TV. Yeah. Like just parts here and there. I never like owned the DVD or the VHS. I don't think we ever rented it. I don't know why, because this would have been totally up my dad's alley too. I don't know. This I don't remember ever sitting down and watching it from start to finish. So I only remember certain parts. Like I remember the whole standoff with Alan Rickman. Yeah. Um, I think I remember him like jumping out of a burning building or something like that. Very yeah. weird memories. Yeah, I've obviously I've seen the movie, but it's been a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I've never actually owned it, but I've definitely seen it. And I've seen other the other the some of the other movies, too, that's in this franchise. I mean, I, I know enough to know that the free peoples of Middle Earth do win in the end. Yeah, they definitely do, 100%. But, yeah. yeah, that's very true. Now, Trevor, it is the holiday season. Christmas. Yeah. You the, could say. The Christmas, uh, uh, Hanukkah. Here, and here in the uh, United States, anyways. Yeah, there's all kinds of holidays that are being celebrated, but the big one here is Christmas. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like to say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I just want you to know that I'm here to destroy all the dreams and tell them that they are so, so stupid. And it's wrong. It's wrong. It's not a Christmas movie. Here's why. Do you want <laughs> I was just going to say, I really wish I could argue with you, but I'm lame and haven't really even seen yep. the whole movie. So this is all me. This is my soapbox. I'll still make a counterpoint. Go ahead. That's fine. Uh, now, a lot of people claim this is a Christmas movie because, to be fair, this film does take place over Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. So that's that. It uh, happens during an office Christmas party. It's kind of where it starts. Mm-hmm. And there's little references to Christmas during it. Like, uh, uh, one time there's a body that's sent back that Bruce Willis has killed. Then it says... Ho, 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 now I have a gun. It's kind of a famous scene. So there's a little, little, there is, to be fair, little nods to Christmas in the film. Now, where I would argue that this is not a Christmas film is that it just kind of happens to take place during the Christmas time. There's no really feeling of Christmas that's important to the film. Does that make any sense yeah. to you? It's more about <clears throat> this man taking on these uh, these terrorists than it is about anything to do with Christmas. I think just from what I know about it... <clears throat> I see where the other side's coming from, but I think where I come out out is probably closer to you. I don't, I mean, I don't know, like, take a movie that takes place in summer. Do you say it's a summertime movie just because it probably Technically, this movie came out in the summer. 
Yeah. It's a summer blockbuster, if I'm thinking correctly. I, I guess where I come out is, <clears throat> I have no problem if people want to make it a tradition to watch this movie at Christmas. No, oh, me neither. Because I get that. Because actually, Home Alone isn't a Christmas movie either. But that's like the only time I think about watching that movie. And technically, Home Alone is way more of a Christmas movie than this is. It's actually is. winter and everything. Well, and it well, takes place during Christmas, and his family left him over Christmas, and he's all about a Christmas tree. Well, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that Home Alone or Die Hard are like specifically Christmas movies. They're just both set at Christmas. It's not like um, Home Alone Rudolph is... or Frosty. Yeah, I would okay. I it's like, it's not a Christmas story, but it kind of I don't know. I like, have no argument. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I have no Street, horse in this fight. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? All right. about Christmas. It was made to tell a story about Christmas. I guess. Right. Yeah. But anyway, we're, I'm not going to be mad at somebody who says I'm going to watch my Christmas movie and it's Die Hard. That's fine. Go ahead. I mean. This might sound weird, but uh, for some reason, whenever Christmas comes around, I start thinking about the Harry Potter movies. I'm like, oh, this would be a good time to watch the Harry Potter movies. And I'm like a way big, bigger Lord of the Rings fan than Harry Potter. But for some reason, I think Harry Potter when I think Christmas. And I think it's because of the castle and like they decorate it for Christmas. Yeah. Not Christmas movies at all. But I do think about them at Christmas. So I understand that people would want to watch Die Hard at Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it's... You know, but according to Johnny, they deserve to die. So, <laughs> I mean, they can just sit there watching a Die Hard or pretend it's a Christmas movie, and I'm over here watching Ernest Saving Christmas, a real Christmas classic. <laughs> and I have no soul and don't uh, celebrate anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> just not anything at all. Not even yes. life in general. I do wish I'd seen the movie so I could argue with you, but I really can't. So, but now I will say where you have a lot of experiences with the game we played today. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a game uh, we played Die Hard Arcade. On my Saturn with my original copy. I've had it since whenever I bought it. Probably roughly in 97 when it came out. Um, It's just one of those games that it was simple. It was straightforward. It was an action game. And me and my brother could play it or you when you came over. Two player. So it got played a heck of a lot. I just have really good memories of it. Um, You know, this was after the Turtles and stuff. So we already loved to beat them up games. And this was... um, the first 3D one that I ever played for sure. And it was just a great game that kind of justified one of the games that justified having a Sega Saturn because we actually played it that much. Um, yeah, we yeah. definitely played it quite a bit. I, yeah. I have really good memories of this game as well. I do think we played Turtles way more than we ever played this one when I was over. Oh, yeah. It was but, a prime time for us, too. Yeah. But I will say we did play this quite a bit and we would just yeah. take turns. And I do remember it being much, much tougher <laughs> back then. <laughs> But we'll come well, back to that. Yeah, there's one specific reason which we need to remember to <laughs> yeah, mention. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think even after we had this game, I think we still went back to Turtles more often. I think you're right. Yeah, but that's just from a love of the franchise, right. probably more than anything. But we wanted to shoot some people in the face. It was this game, I think. <laughs> yes, yes. Probably more than any other. Yeah, and when, this, when we say that's 3D, I guess it is. It is 3D. It does not, may not look amazing now, but... I mean, we'll, we'll get into it when we get to the graphics, which I guess is the first thing we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Let's just talk about it now. Yeah. Right, graphics. We're going graphics first on this one. This It looks kind of rough nowadays. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I do have a... This play. This game does have a warm place in my soul, just from <laughs> our memories, but it doesn't look... It did not hold up, and that's going to happen for a lot of these 3D games from this time and era, to be mm-hmm. fair. And this one, uh, kind of rough. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I remember even back in the day thinking that some of the character models look goofy. Like the hands. Oh, the hands are really bad. <laughs> and Their uh, hands are twice the size of their heads. Yeah. Even back then, I thought that looked kind of rough. Yeah. I do have some nostalgia for this game because it, the graphics didn't bother me at all. But I can't say at any point they actually look good now. That's kind of a, unfortunately, that's a side effect of a full 3D game. From the Sega Saturn. Yeah. I don't know if any of them really look great. Yeah, from the late 90s. It's just, right. it's just, I mean, they did what, with, I bet at the time, I remember at the time that it definitely was not an issue to us no. how it looked, but it definitely stood out to me now how it's, yeah, it's seen better days. <laughs> just, yeah. just, uh, just from the looks of it, just from the graphics, not from anything else. The character models, first of all, they, neither of them look like Bruce Willis. You play a girl and I play a guy. Yeah. And the guy does not look like Bruce Willis that much. I don't know who the woman's supposed to be. She sheds clothes as the game goes on. For some, they both do, but yeah. For some reason. It's not attractive. <laughs> Did we mention? I don't guess we mentioned it. We hinted at it. Yeah, this game was made, and then die, the Die Hard license was slapped onto it. Yes. Um, for, for North America. It never in Japan. As far as I know, it never had the Die Hard license in Japan. Uh, it was part of the Dynamite Deca or Deca. I don't know how you say that. Series. 
Um, but the first Dynamite Deca game when it came out in North America was called Die Hard, and it had the Die Hard license, um, and not a lot else Die Hard about it really. No, but I will also say the story of this game. Yeah, this is all we knew growing up, and you're mm-hmm. gonna do the big reveal here in a second. <laughs> uh, the story is uh, these terrorists have somehow. I, are they in the White House? It feels like they're in the Oval Office for whatever well, reason. All you're told is they kidnapped the president's yeah. daughter, and I always assume that's just what it was. Yeah. So you, they, they say they kidnapped the president's daughter, though technically they never knew where she was. <laughs> she yeah. was hiding right under their noses, literally. Yeah. But we'll get back to that. Uh, the whole time we thought, for whatever reason, the unnamed president, we were trying to get that person's daughter back. But today, literally today, we've played this game for decades. And today, I find out. And I think, did you find out today, too? I found out by reading the manual, <laughs> which apparently I was too ignorant to do as a child. Yeah, that this is not the president of the United States' daughter. This is, in fact... Uh, should I just read this first paragraph? Yeah, go for it. So, from the manual, crisp manual, John McClane. So, it is actually using his name. Yeah, it's using the guy from it's Bruce Willis's character. A detective from New York arrives in Los Angeles to spend Christmas vacation with his family. And what is surely a Christmas movie. No, I added that, sorry. Uh, he stops by the LAPD to visit a former partner. But while he's there... Oh, that must be you, the former oh, okay. partner. That's the girl. Uh, but while he is there, he learns that terrorists have occupied the Nakatomi building, where his wife works. This rogue band of nihilists, led by the notorious White Fang, <laughs> have taken little Miss Missy Harrington... <laughs> The president of the Nakatomi Corporation's only daughter. Okay. All right. So, literally, it's not the president of the U.S. It's the president of the Nakatomi Corporation, which was in the movie. That corporation's in the film. But it really takes away some of the (laughs) tension. Yeah. It really does. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right, then. So, there we go. That's That was a big reveal to me and you today. This was... uh, Yep. Not that it's good for anybody to get kidnapped. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's uh, different levels of people, I guess. Even yeah. though they really shouldn't be, but, no, but only if you're a horrible person. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm uh, I got a shovel and I'm digging myself a hole here. But while we're digging a hole, yeah. <clears throat> how can I put this lightly? This poor president's daughter is possibly the ugliest character I've ever seen in a video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is in a video game full of really ugly characters. <laughs> yes. No character in this game looks great. Let's go ahead and say that. No character model looks good. None of the faces look good. Uh, the White Fang's face looks like it's, oh man, he's been punched on both sides. <laughs> and his face never popped back out like it's rubber made. And his hands are two hams just glued yeah. to his elbows. And his hands are <laughs> twice the size of his forehead. And his forehead's <laughs> humongous. So. But yeah, I would have to agree. And her hand is insanely large <laughs> like if you were like trying to get you know get friendly with her and like slide your hand over during a movie like hey hold my hand i don't like how this she's is going. gonna just crush your whole arm is what i'm saying oh okay you mean a person of her age a person of her age going on a date yes. at the movie yes okay All right. she's gonna be like, <laughs> is she supposed to be a child in the game she doesn't look like a child i would assume so i, I guess just because i hear daughter that i assume it's a kid anyway it's not trying to be creepy i'm just saying she's a really really ugly character model <laughs> <laughs> like really bad, yeah. Like to the point that the old man that's supposed to be the terrorist is slightly less ugly, but only slightly. I put him on the same plane. Well, I guess so. And that's definitely not a compliment. He does her. have like the fish face and then the ham hands. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yep. I'm saying all this about a game that I grew up absolutely loving, but the character models are really ugly. <laughs> yeah, they're not good at all. Um. Yeah. Well, let's get into the music real quick. I didn't think it was terrible, and at times it really helped to uh, up the have the feeling of the action. I do think it did a, mm-hmm. a pretty decent job of that, but there's nothing that I'm going to be humming later. Well, it kind of felt like background music from a film score. Like, you know, maybe not quite that good. Yeah, which is what they were probably going right. for. It kind of sold the fact that it's Die Hard, even if it really wasn't. Yeah. I thought it really felt like a film score, and it always worked for me, but you're right. I would never listen to the soundtrack outside of the game. Right. It just works for the game. Um, but it's not terrible. I think mm-hmm. at the, I think it's serviceable. Does that make sense? Right. And the same goes for all the sound effects. Really, you got your punches and kicks, and we'll get into the weapons. I, the, the, but, I will say yeah. the the voices, <laughs> oh, the voices, yeah, are not good. They're not good at all. Uh, the <laughs> like the uh, uh, the main terrorist white thing, the dog like that's 
<laughs> but he laughs like that. He does, yeah. It's really weird. He's like, I will kidnap the president's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They definitely don't match up at all. Uh, oh. <laughs> the, only other vo- bad. the only other voice you hear is one of his little uh, minions when they get into the safe. And uh, I don't know. He's like, yippee. He's like really <laughs> yeah. way too happy about it. And uh, that's... <sighs> And it's not good. It's not done well. <laughs> the president's daughter's voice is probably the best of them all. And I find it very annoying. And it's just, and I would say it's probably just average voice acting. But it blows the other ones out of the water just because the other ones are so bad. I remember thinking this, and it really didn't matter to me as a teenager, but I remember playing this game originally and thinking, you can't even tell half of what they're saying. Because on the cutscenes, it's like they turn the music up and the voices down. Yeah. You can't even hear half of what they're saying. Yeah, and that was their game. They would right. cut. They would cut some of their own scenes out. It seemed like. Yeah, the cutscenes. Short. I mean, I guess this is more graphics than gameplay. There's a lot of cutscenes in this game, but yeah. they're really, really short, and they cut them off before the character's done talking. So you never really get what they're trying to say. <laughs> and on top of that, the music's playing over them trying to talk. Yeah. So it'd be like if I was trying to say something right now. That's I mean that's what it's like. Yeah, annoying. So yeah, the the voice acting is pretty funny. It's yes, yeah. I'll say that. It's kind of entertaining in a way. Yeah. But it's not I would never say it's good. But I'm tired of being negative. Let's get to the reason that I always played this game. And that is of course the gameplay. Right. The violence. So Which yeah, you can turn violence. on or off for right. some reason. <laughs> yeah, you can turn the quote-unquote violence on yeah. or off. Yeah. You're still shooting people point blank in the face. Yes. The only difference is there's not really badly, crudely drawn blood. Yes. You turn the violence yeah. off. Which I didn't even really pay notice. It wasn't... We left it on because we're adults. Yeah. <laughs> and it really didn't... I don't think it really changed much. I've seen way worse than Yeah. <laughs> this is violence circa 1997. Yeah. It's totally over the top and goofy. Yeah. Um, You're going to see way worse probably on Nickelodeon now. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, SpongeBob's violent. But this game is is literally a, a th- it's a three D beat 'em up. The thing that sets it apart from say the Ninja Turtles game or Streets of Rage is the gun violence. Yeah, I mean they add gunplay to this. Right. And there's different guns, there's different weapons. But before you even get into that, Trevor, mm-hmm. there, this game does something very different from a lot of other games in how it will uh, dictate the number of continues you get. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and, I, and this part I actually think is really inventive, honestly, mm-hmm. very interesting, and I'm kind of sad other games didn't really try this that I can think of. I can't even think of a single other game that did this, and I always thought it was so strange but cool. And that is to get extra continues, you play a game called Deep Scan, which is actually a Sega arcade game from 1979. Yeah, and it's just you're like a battleship throwing out mines to attack these subs that are coming through the water, and the subs are shooting up. Uh, what do you call those mines up back Whatever in the Whatever they year. are, yeah. And you just got to dodge those as you're trying to shoot them. And the more points you score, yep. the more continues you can get. Apparently, it's every 200 points is a lot, yeah. a credit. And so we started, you try, you have four credits if you don't do this deep scan minigame. <clears throat> but we started with 26 credits. Yeah. So Johnny found his true calling in life. He was <laughs> he was really good at this deep scan game. <laughs> For whatever reason, this is the one thing I'm good at, yeah. is this game. He actually got a bonus that gave him five free lives. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not sure what you did to get that. I never ever saw that before when we Maybe played this before. Maybe it's a bonus before. sub. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so we <laughs> started with 26 credits. You want to mix a sub? It's when you have two pieces of bread, but it's like... <laughs> you don't cut it all the way through. Yeah, right. yeah, we've given Johnny a hard time, me and my brother have, <laughs> about his description of a sub sandwich ever since last week's episode. <laughs> because it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it was uh, a senior moment, even though I'm in my mid-30s. Right. So I love this little uh, deep scan game. It's such a great way because you have to earn extra credits. Yeah. But anyone, anyone who can pick up a controller and hold it could technically beat this game if you're patient enough, enough and play this deep scan game enough. Oh, yeah. Because you can start with 100 credits if you wanted to. You just got to keep yeah. playing this game. You can probably just keep going and keep going and it'll just add all those credits up. And actually, and that's a fun way to do it. I really right. like that. That's very inventive. Mm-hmm. And it really makes the game stand out even more to me. Right, because they have a little fun little mini game that actually matters. Yes, because it's not fun. I was just going to say it. There's games that I want to play, um, that are great two player action games, but they give you unlimited continues because when they ported it from the arcade, they weren't really sure what to do with it. Yeah, and I hate that because yes, I know I could just turn the game off after I die ten times or whatever, but I don't like that. I like there to be a limit, otherwise the challenge is gone. Yeah, 
but this one gets around that with this cool mini game. So I think it's cool. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, that's I would say it's very much a giant positive for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of games do include little mini games, but this one seems to have a purpose. Right, and I really dug that. So as far as difficulty, I don't think there's a way to change the difficulty. But one thing we did massively made the game easier. Oh yeah. For some reason, we never did this. At least I don't remember doing it. I don't think we ever did it as a kid. You had this weird thing when we were growing up where you wanted it to, you never would play on easy. I remember that a hundred percent. Like you made a big deal about it. Anytime I mentioned, let's try us on easy first. <laughs> you were vastly against that idea. You were going against the integrity, integrity of the game. Yes. Yeah. That mattered a lot to yes. you. And on top of that, that's why I think you wouldn't change this ever. So yeah, you just friendly fire. You yeah. can turn it on and off. And this game has so much friendly fire if that you, it's so much harder if you leave yeah, it on. If you leave it on, I don't think we would have made it to the end. Not with 26 credits yeah. even. Because so we actually beat this game. That's a spoiler alert. Right. So there's only five real stages. Um, it's an arcade game. It's very short. Yeah. it's a. Well, I think we already said it was a beat-em-up, right? Action beat-em-up right. with gunplay. Yeah. Now, uh, this... I'm going to get this negative out of the way real quick. And it's only... It's more of a nitpick than any, anything because... Overall, I didn't take away from the actual playing. Uh, the little scenes are cut so short, left and right. It feels like one really oddly edited movie game. Yeah, does that, you know, does that make any sense? Yeah, there's too many scenes. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, a ton, and they're really short. To be fair, I do kind of remember that being a little weird even back in the day, and it's definitely weird now. Yeah, like it's not say take um, Ninja Turtles Three Manhattan Project, which we just reviewed a little bit ago. You move through a level, and there's you move from screen to screen, and you keep going until you get to the boss. This game is never more than one screen big at a time. Right. You're always confined to one screen. Then you'll get usually a very, very, very short cutscene about traveling to the next area. Um, but it kind of makes it feel a little chopped up. Yeah, it definitely does. Which but, another reason I was complaining about that is just simply from the fact that it will sometimes take you out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I really started noticing it. Uh, instead of it flowing, it could have flew better, flowed together better, I guess right. is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but, you know, overall, it would have been way worse if the load times were terrible, but they're not bad at all. No, and, and during some of these little cutscenes, you get quick time events. As far as I know, this might be the first game to have those. Like, it'll say, press A to punch. <clears throat> and if you don't, the enemy will knock you down and you have to fight him. Yeah. But if you punch him, you get to keep going. Right. <clears throat> Things like that. Or you might have to dodge a fire hose <laughs> yes oh, because this game is like a lot of other games for some reason and if water hits you it hurts you right for whatever reason but all that semi mixed feelings negative is done and out of the way because the part i love about this game i always have and still do it's just fun punching kicking shooting blowing yeah. people up throwing furniture it's just fun yes um and let me just go over the the most fun part of the game is really the stuff you pick up so uh you have yeah, just like on a lot of your other beat 'em ups, uh, Streets of Rage is the one I'm definitely thinking of. Uh-huh. You can pick up weapons that are left on the ground. Oh, by the way, you, I guess it's one more negative thing. You pick things up by pressing the punch button, so you pick up a lot of things without meaning to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you got your handgun, which is just what it sounds like. You pick, you can pick up extra clips for it. It's not that powerful, but it's fun to shoot thugs in the face at point blank range. Yep. And these people can take a beating. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> it'll take numerous gunshots and numerous uh, bazooka blow, blowing them ups for yep. them to, to finally bite the dust. Then you got the machine gun that fires four round burst. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, you just stand back and start mowing down. You got the missile launcher, which is definitely one of the coolest ones. It's like this big, I think it's like an anti-air missile launcher or something. Yeah. Um, it's like a giant humongous box that blows things right. up. Right. It holds up six missiles. And here... Weapons like this are why this game is so much harder if you leave friendly fire on because you just blow up everything in your path. Yes. And it hurts your teammate if they're in the way. Right. <clears throat> and it's hard to get out of the way of a lot it's of stuff. It's really hard to get yeah. out of the way. Uh, I'm going to say my favorite for last uh, as far as the weapons. Then we got the the spray can, which is like, it just calls it a spray can. I thought it was like hairspray. Whatever it is, <laughs> it's just a spray can. Yeah. But if you mix it with um, a lighter. A lighter, yes. It becomes a flamethrower, right. which is pretty awesome. Uh, actually, it doesn't mention it on here, but also I remember there's like pepper 
Which is the lamest weapon in the yeah, game. Yeah, those little paper. That, it's like packets of paper you throw in yeah. people's face. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a giant inconvenience. But my favorite is the anti-tank rifle. Yeah, that's my favorite too. Which just knocks people all the way against the oh, wall. Yeah. It's just violent as can be. Um, but not really violent, you know. But it's fun. Um, like if there's three, four guys in front of you, including your teammate, you'll knock them all up against oh, yeah. the wall. <laughs> yeah, everything gets knocked against the wall. It's actually pretty sweet. <laughs> and then there's also, all these things can be thrown. Uh, grandfather clock, chairs. Television monitors, oil drums, and I think they even left some stuff out. That's just the best part of the game. You can throw furniture. You can you can pick up pops. It doesn't even mention that in here. Yeah, you can pick up pops and whack people. You axes. Can pick, up, pick up pieces of the robots' legs. Yes, there's robots. You can rip off their legs and throw them at them and stuff. Uh, there's see axes, just all kinds of stuff you can pick up and use. Um, it's that separates it from most beat 'em ups for me because there's tons of weapons. Um, but this is the part that I have to call into question. According to the back of the box, there's over a thousand different moves. I don't I don't know how. So there are punches and kicks, and like you do punch, 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 kick, it might be a slightly different yeah. move. I understand that. You can do jumps and kicks. You can do jump kicks and jump punches and jump shoots. Uh but I'm trying to figure out <coughs> how they get that many moves because it says it on the back of the box they're playing yeah. this day. You can now, grab are, somebody by just There are grapple moves. Yeah. Like, you can grab them and punch them and uh, do extra moves to them after that. Like, suplexes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which are actually very awesome and sweet. And you can actually... Yeah. You can even arrest people on here, too. Yeah. So, there's a, there is a lot that you can do, but I don't know if there's a thousand things. I don't see how they come up with a thousand, but compared to any beat-em-up I can think of, there are more moves. Oh, there's quite a bit. I mean, there... Yeah. I would say there's way more than a Ninja Turtle beat-em-up. Oh, yeah. And that's saying something. So, it's... I do like that because it's... You got the all these different moves, but it's not complex at all. All you're doing is punching and kicking and jumping. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's the learning curve is very low. It's almost nothing if yeah. you know how to play a video game. If you've ever played a beat 'em up, you'll pick this up pretty quick. So I don't feel like the game has a lot of variety, but as far as the actual beating up part, there's a lot more variety than most of these kinds of games. Just with all the weapons and the grapples and all that, um, you can knock somebody to the floor and just headbutt them over and over. Yeah. It's 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 pretty comical, really. The well, violence. I do think you said that there's not a lot of variety, and that it's very true. So when I'm going to say this, maybe there's a good, maybe that's a good thing. This is a short game, right? Maybe it's good that it's this short, though, because of that. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely does not overstay its welcome, right? It's fun. You come back to it. I've probably played through it, although it's much harder to beat it back in the day. I've at least made it to the final boss dozens of times in my life. And yet it's still fun to me. So it's probably good that it is short. Yeah. The only thing I wish as far as the shortness, I wish each section was longer before we went to another section. Yeah. They could have just threw in some more bad guys or something. Yeah. And I don't understand why they didn't do that. There's a couple little uh, funny scenes. Like sometimes you'll one at one point you break into a bathroom and uh, the guy's trying to use the bathroom. Right. <laughs> and you interrupt him <laughs> midstream. Yeah. Uh, and there's just little quirky scenes like that that are pretty funny and kind of add to it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, my f- <laughs> My favorite part, though, is after you've beaten the game, you're not <laughs> quite done yet. Yeah. Uh, this is a, I don't even want to say spoiler alert for a game that came out in 97, but. And the story doesn't matter anyways. And the story doesn't really matter anyways. But uh, the girl, the daughter, is very grateful that you've mm-hmm. saved her. And she, to prove this gratefulness, she looks at you both with those sweet, beautiful, soulless eyes <laughs> and says, uh, thank you. Uh, one of you can be my bodyguard now. And that really caught us <laughs> off guard because instead of saying both of us, uh, we have to fight for it. <laughs> yep. And not even the real president's daughter, by the way. Yeah. The president of this company. So I guess technically we're fighting for a job. <laughs> so we fought to the death for this apparently decent job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Johnny. Um, I didn't get it. Trevor got the job. Th- well, the, p- the Patreon money, like we said. Uh-huh. I'd like to get about twice what we're getting. Mm. Uh, which means there's really only enough for one of us. There's one uh, fork I have sitting here in the middle of the table. <laughs> we're going to fight for it. <laughs> yeah. I, so there's, there's two weapons laying on the ground. One's the sword yeah. and one's a, a stick, a long stick. 
and you just happened to be right over the stick. Yeah. And started. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have a chance whatsoever. I just picked up this massive stick right off the bat and just nailed on Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really didn't have a chance. And the more I thought about it, the more that I was okay with it because I wouldn't want that job anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time we turned around and looked at her, you'd freak out. Yeah. Like, oh. Yes. Well, sorry, I thought I saw an ogre. Yeah. <laughs> I bet uh, it paid well though. Yeah. So. <clears throat> sorry about that. It's all right. Try to think what else I want to say about the game before we get into the review. It is so short and simple, but I just can't stress it off. It's still fun to pick up that rocket launcher and knock people all over the room. Uh, just these beat em up games, you know if you like them or not, and just the act of beating up stuff is fun. Yeah. The, the furniture you can break apart and throw across the room. The quick time events break it up a little bit. They've never been my favorite thing, but they were at least a novel idea back when this game came out. Um, and this, I remember even as a teenager playing this game, we would skip the cutscenes. So as short as they are, you can still skip right through them if you want to. Um, but we didn't do that. We didn't we do that today. Soldiered through them. Yes. So it's such a, such a short game. I don't know what else we can say. Um, do you have anything else? I'm, I'm ready to get into our final scores. All right. Do you want me to go or do you want to go? I'm very curious what yours is going to be. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've had a number in my head because nothing we did today really changed my opinion. I think I knew going in that nostalgia was singing pretty loud with this game. Um, but it is a 3D, a fully 3D game from 97. And it takes a lot for that kind of game to really hold up over time. <clears throat> um, nothing we did today really changed my mind except I remembered, oh wow, if you give yourself a lot of credits and turn Friendly Fire off, you can beat this game, and it told you how long you took to beat it. Did you notice what it said? I didn't pay any attention, but I didn't... It, I didn't thought it was over 30 minutes. Maybe less. Maybe. I'd say half an hour at the most. Yeah. So, and that's all. There's nothing else to see. I mean, you can keep playing the deep scan mini game, which is pretty fun, and you keep playing the game, which I have over and over again. But <clears throat> it is short, short but mostly sweet. My biggest negative for the game... It is a 3D game, an early one. Some people, I think, are going to be frustrated trying to be in the right place to hit a bad guy. Maybe it's just because I played it so much, but that doesn't really bother me. Like, you know, the fact that you can move all over the screen. Yeah, and it's an early one when it comes to that, and I think it kind of shows at times. It's a little clunky in how you move around in 3D space. You do move very, very slow. Yeah, I've heard people complain about that. It doesn't bother me because you've only got one screen to walk around in. Yeah. There's not a lot of moving around, to be honest. Um, but my one negative for this game is I just wish that the areas you were in lasted longer before it moved on to a cutscene and took you somewhere else. It makes you feel like the whole game's almost in fast forward, like in fast motion. Um, that's really my only big negative. The graphics are pretty goofy. Um, they don't hold up well at all, but it doesn't bother me. The cutscenes are a good laugh because they, they look so bad. Um but the gameplay is still fun. It's still, I mean, it's not going to rock my world anymore because I know what to expect. I think next time if we play it again, and I want to, I'll probably put Friendly Fire back on just so it's a challenge. <laughs> Although that's probably really annoying as an adult with things to do, places to see. I mean, it's probably fun to do that, except if you're the partner on the other side of the screen get blown up again and again and again. Because I did blow up a lot, and yep. it would have been killing you. If yep, we, yeah. quite a bit. Anyways... Uh, if you had asked me, you know, in the 90s to review this game, I probably would have said 9 out of 10 because I just had that much fun with it. But in the grand scheme of things, perhaps, unfortunately for this game, we've now played two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games for this show, both of which are better than this one, both of which hold up better. TMNT 3 is an 8-bit NES game, and to me, it holds up better than this game. But this game still got core fun, beat em up gameplay, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I think, for me, it's well above average on the fun factor. I'll be honest, in the grand scheme of games we've played, being an early 3D polygonal game, it's way below average on graphics. It's simply middle of the road as far as music and sound. But for me, that fun gameplay is way up there. So I'm going to give it a 7 because it's flawed, it's not perfect, it's short and short and short and short. I mean, it's really short. Yeah, we can't stress enough how short this game is. So I, I, I don't know if I can go above that, but that's what I'm going to give it. Interesting, and I'll, and you'll yeah. see why. Um, 
this game was tougher for me to review. I mean, I have good memories of it, but I think you have more good memories of it. Just because you and your brother could play it a ton when I wasn't there. Yeah. And I never owned this game personally. And I don't think this game would be any near as... I mean, it'd probably still be fun by yourself. But this game really excels as a two-player game. Yeah. Like all these action beat-em-ups. Yeah. And, I, and, and me and you have always loved these beat-em-ups. Mm-hmm. So it's already got that going for it. <clears throat> uh, the little negatives would be how short it is, for sure, 100%. How ugly it is. I mean, it's ugly. <laughs> as, it's a really ugly game. I mean, It's I, almost as ugly as we are. It's right up there. <laughs> it's ugly enough to have its own audio podcast. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's not a good looking game. The graphics do not hold up whatsoever. The character models are really bad. Um, man, I don't remember what the game was, but recently we re- re- reviewed a game. If I can even talk, we reviewed a game, mm-hmm. and I really bashed it because I just didn't have fun playing it. And I really hurt the score, in my opinion. Subterranea. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. However, this game is the opposite of that. This game is a blast to play. I mean, almost quite literally at times. It's a lot of fun. I mean, despite it only being like maybe 30 minutes to 45 at the most, it's that's a really fun uh, 30 to 45 minutes you're going to have. It's it's honestly a, a blast. And that is one of the best things about a game. If a game's fun, I can overlook a lot. And I overlooked the fact that it's really brief, and I overlooked the fact that the cutscenes happen all the time and kind of jumble it up a little bit and make it seem like an, a really oddly edited film at times. And, <laughs> and I mean, I really can't stress how ugly this game is. <laughs> it doesn't hold up. But that being said, I really liked it. I had a number in my head the whole time, just like you did. And my number, honestly, was the same as yours. I had a seven in my head. Really? And I'm going to keep it. I think this is definitely a seven. I don't know how much this game's going for. Do you? I do. Okay. So, luckily, I didn't sell my copy. Uh-oh. <laughs> I would be tempted now if I didn't have so many good memories of this game. Because for a complete box copy in decent shape like mine, you're looking at 80 bucks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know if I can suggest it's worth 80 bucks. Uh, for me, as far as being RetroBliss approved, it absolutely is. Because yes. I have fun with it. But I don't know if I can recommend you go out and spend $80 on it. I couldn't. I'll be honest. I just couldn't do that. If you don't have the nostalgia, if you grew up with this game like I did, and especially you still got a Sega Saturn, obviously, and you got somebody to play with, that's up to you. But if you didn't grow up with this game, I don't want to give the false sense that this is the best thing since sliced bread. Right. It's just fun. It's fun. And it still holds up in the fun factor. And I'm sure if you look hard enough, there's other ways to experience it. Right. So for better or for worse, I highly recommend playing it. It's definitely retro bliss approved. Yeah, but eighty bucks is a lot of money. Eighty bucks is is very steep. I wouldn't do it, and I have yeah. memories of this game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Trevor. I think it's time for a segment called Fan Feedback. You got our Instagram all ready to go. Instagram, Instagram. Because I got our Facebook. <coughs> Coughing. Just cough on the mic. That's what we do. So I'm just going to say straight up, we had a lot of feedback for this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of it was because of uh, your controversial opinions about it being a Christmas movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, if you've not heard this before, listen closely. Go to Instagram. You know, they make an app for your phone. You can pull it up on your phone. And uh, follow Retro Blist because it's fun, and I post stuff on there. Yeah, that's right. So I posted a picture of Die Hard Arcade and uh, asked for memories. Plus, asked if Die Hard was a Christmas movie. People might have opinions on that. Yeah, this is kind of your fault. You opened the floodgates of this. So Art or Die, Art or Die, uh, our buddy Keith Farnham, he said, Yippee Kaye, smiley face flame. (laughs) (laughs) I like to read emojis out loud. Yep, makes sense. So, MJ's Game Room, our buddy, Mr. Mark Clark. I'm going to try to actually start saying people's names instead of just their usernames, but sometimes I'm lazy. But he said he's always wanted this game, but he's only uh, played the follow-up called Dynamite. Ooh, am I giving some... Sorry, uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Mark Clark. I really like your comment, 
But uh, there's a Blitz Quiz question coming up, and I don't want to spoil it. I know it has the word not about in it. Well, it's probably spoiled anyways. <laughs> anyways, you're right. There is a sequel to this game, and okay. we'll get into that later. So Mr. Fuller, Mr. Brandon Fuller, said he used to play this. He remembers the first level being the only one he ever played. And I'm not sure. If he might be talking about this game. I know some people are actually talking about Die Hard Trilogy. But uh, he also said that Die Hard isn't technically a Christmas movie. But Christmas is a diehard holiday. You can't beat that logic, I guess. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, I feel like I'm... Jeremy McQueen. I don't know how to say this username. Jorma Dude? Jorma Dude? Mm. Yeah, Jorma Dude. Jorma Dude, okay. 1231. Says diehard is a Christmas movie, yippee Kaye. Untitled on Omnibus. Our good old buddy... Wow, why is my Instagram acting so weird? Anyways, Caleb Dixon said, uh, <laughs> ooh, I like Mr. Fuller's answer the best. Uh, Sean VCV, <clears throat> Sean CV79 says, I'm excited to hear about this. Flygirl123 said, OMG, great game. Uh, D. Franklin, 1987. Never heard of that name. So, some guy who's stalking us uh, said, <laughs> also my brother, he said, a lot of games struggle with how to handle continues when they go from eating quarters in the arcade to being fun at home. This one does an excellent job with that, which I'm sure you'll cover in the episode. That's very true. He's totally right. I love how this game handles the continue system with the mini game. Jerry Terrifying. Ah, ah. He said he absolutely loves this game and its sequels. Best 3D beat em up around. Blankety Blank, which you already heard, uh-huh. is a game. <clears throat> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Dynamite Cop is a better game. I didn't think about the user comments running my Bliss Quiz. <laughs> oh, well. Dynamite Cop is a better game overall, but this one's still pretty good, too. I've been working on a video about this, uh, and he shared a link with the video. Um, and he says, if you get a Japanese PlayStation account, you can download the Sega Ages release on the PS3. So, yeah, by the way, <clears throat> this game was a Sega Saturn exclusive, but years later, like in 2006, it was a Japan-only PS2 game on a Sega Ages collection. So it was released one other way. But anyways, Jerry Terrifying, ah. uh, <laughs> he shared a link and is honestly, honestly a pretty awesome video about this series. Um, I don't think he's finished it yet. I don't think it's available for public viewing. But when it is, we'll share his uh, video on uh, our Instagram and Facebook. So be looking out for that. Drew Baca. Drew Baca, our good old friend, <laughs> Andrew Code. <laughs> That's right, Code. <laughs> He says, I didn't own a Saturn when this game was new, but I rented the console along with Sega Rally Championship multiple times. By the way, that game we got to cover. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would always pick up a second game, and I'm pretty sure this was one of those. Beat em up, right? Right. Correct. I don't think it made too much of an impression on me, but I'm looking forward to hearing what the definitive voices in all of retro gaming have to say about it. That's me and you. Yep. And that was that. All right, let's go to our Facebook page. Trevor, yes. to follow us on Facebook. What could I possibly do? Go to Facebook. Uh-huh. Search for Retro Blist. I'm doing it right now. And like us. Like our page. Oh, okay. Pretty do easy. I have, do I have to like the people personally? No, you probably won't like us. But, okay. But like the page. Then I'm on board. Here we go. Here's the comments where you posted the same picture with the awesome Lego fire truck. Andrew Coed also commented on here, and he said, first of all, let's get this out of the way. <laughs> yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. No, Andrew, you poor, beautiful soul. It's not. Second, yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. No, Andrew, again. We, I like to admonish the ones I love, and you're being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Opinions of Johnny do not necessarily reflect opinions of Retro Bliss. I say that with love. Oh, and the game I remember being okay. I am pretty sure I rented it once or twice. Before I go, yes, uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. You poor soul. <laughs> uh, Michael Mastermaker, uh, one of our good buddies, said... Are you sure he didn't mean the NES Die Hard game, which was oh so bad? Let's hope not. I wouldn't wish that on you guys for the holidays. And we're just assuming he did not. That's right. Uh, Bobby Capobianco says, oh my gosh, I love this game. I found the Die Hard with a Vengeance section to be very challenging, very appropriate to cover this during the holidays <laughs> since this is a movie uh, and it's a Christmas classic. Well, we definitely let Bobby down because this is not the game he's thinking of. Nope. Uh <laughs> Uh, my buddy Chris Bradbury said, of course, it's a Christmas movie, just like Lethal Weapon, or just about any Shane Black movie. <laughs> Evan Nixon said, first of all, thank you to Trevor Franklin for reminding me 
to comment on this. This might be the only time in life anyone has ever said they're glad someone got snowed in. That's right. We were snowed in, like we said. Mm -hmm. Die Hard Arcade is the main reason I picked up a Saturn, actually. For about four months, this was the only game that stayed in the system. Then I witnessed Daytona USA. I think it's so cool that someone in Sega's marketing team realized the similarities of Dynamite Deca. Am I saying that right? I think so. And the first Die Hard movie and brought them together. Hopefully, they got a raise. Other than the Die Hard branding, the charm of this game, to me, is that it's simple and not too long. This is a great game you can just pick up and play for 30 minutes while you're waiting for your dinner to cook. Totally agree. That's very, very true. Uh, <clears throat> Stephen Kyer, I guess it's one of his buddies, beat this game without dying. It's on YouTube. So now every time I play and die 12 times, I feel like a wimp. That's pretty impressive if you play it and not die. Yeah, because we died like 10 times a piece, I think. Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> And absolutely, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. No, it's not. It's the greatest Christmas movie of all time, next to Home Alone. Home Alone, way better Christmas movie, even though you said it wasn't. <laughs> oh, I, I love Home Alone at Christmas. Yeah. I think I was just saying, technically, maybe it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> so and we're I, both wrong, I guess. And everybody, Timmy Mac, I'd read his comment, but uh, it's he thought it was the PS1 one, and I know it's not that one, right? <laughs> You're not going to read his comment? <laughs> you want me to read it anyway? I'll read it anyway. Yeah, i read it anyway. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> we like Timmy, so we'll read it. I have this game on the PS1. I, he was really excited about that. That's why I feel bad. A lot of people thought this was Die Hard Trilogy. Yeah. I had at least three people think that. Which I don't think I've ever played that one. I haven't either. That's always... Let me... Yeah, let's go and say that. I always grew up thinking that was the bad Die Hard game and the Die Hard Arcade was the good one. But then I started looking. There's a lot of good reviews for that game. I do so, want to play it now. <laughs> I know there's a lot gun section, a driving section, and maybe a beat-em-up section. Huh. But no. yeah, I want to play it, but I'm sorry I've never played it. Well, he said he really enjoyed it. Out of the three games with Avengers is his favorite... With a driving aspect, but I bet the second would have been if I had a light gun back no. in the day. Yeah. The real question is, what do you guys think? Well, by the time you read this, I guess I'll know. So do, so I don't consider it a Christmas movie myself. Thank you, Timmy. By far, my favorite person now. <laughs> but I know a lot do. I do always watch Gremlins this time of year, though. Yippee! You guys know the rest. <laughs> and then uh, Peter Guzman, or Guzman, or Guzman said, what a great game for Xmas. And it's... it's uh. It is a great game for Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie game. <laughs> so there's your fan feedback. Trevor, finally, we're going to shut up our stupid mouths and uh, do what? Play a stupid commercial. Let's do it. We thank you one and all and wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's Christmas Eve in L.A. But a team of terrorists. You want money? What kind of terrorists are you? <laughs> Who said we were terrorists? have their own holiday plans. And I'm telling you, you just got to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. But the one thing they didn't plan on was New York cop John McLean. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother... And you'll have it. They've already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? Come to Papa, honey. Are you really an American? Only if New Jersey counts. What does he think he's doing? Good job. Here's the artillery on us. You're pity, it's not the police. <laughs> He's an easy guy to like. Welcome to the party, pal. And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis. Die Hard. All right. So after dissing, disappointing everyone uh -huh. <clears throat> by me not really knowing a lot about Die Hard, That's you right. saying it's not a Christmas movie. That's right. And then not covering the game a lot of people thought we were covering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Let's disappoint one more time. And do a... Blish Quiz! So I think I reviewed first. Do you want to do a question first? Yep. Trevor. Now, I know you said that you uh, never saw this really all the right. way through. 
So, all my questions are sort of about the movie. <laughs> Which is true about the film Die Hard? Okay. A, it was Alan Rickman's first movie. Wrong. B, Harrison Ford was considered for the main role. Possibly. C, the success spawned two more films. D, Yippee Mother, you know, uh, <laughs> was a throwaway line by Bruce Willis. That one. I'm going to say, is it, wait, is, is the true one I'm trying to pick out? You're trying to pick out, uh, which is false. Sorry, oh. I said true. I wrote it in <laughs> okay. no, I'll be honest. I wrote the question wrong. I, I feel like that's true. I thought. Like, <laughs> pick out the one that's wrong. The one I made up is yeah. the one you're trying to find. I like the one you made up as Alan Ratman's first movie. Incorrect. That was his first movie? As his first feature film. Are you kidding me? Nope. See, I, kn- I knew for sure there was three Die Hard movies, but I was thinking there was a fourth more modern one. Oh, there's a bunch of them. That's why I said there was only two. That's incorrect. There's way more than two. Oh, that was a false one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You probably would have got I it never right. get this right. <laughs> to be fair, I did write which is true about the film, so I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> Technically, three of the four were true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I had two of the three I knew were true for sure, yeah. but I wasn't trying to find the true one. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what... Technically, that's my fault. Your first question is botched, too, because the listeners gave it away. Okay. But let's see if you get it right. <clears throat> It'd be really embarrassing if you don't. <clears throat> okay. Let's see if I really pay attention. Yeah. Which of these is a true statement? Uh, Die Hard Arcade got a Dreamcast sequel called Die Hard Cop. Die Hard Arcade was the first beat-em-up to use texture-mapped polygonal graphics. Bruce Willis sued Sega because he felt that his character likeness in this game was not accurate. Which is a true statement. Actually, it's not as easy as I thought. I started to say no, this is none that people have said before. <laughs> Since I said true and not false, that makes it easier. Or Which better. is a true statement. Which is true. Did he get a sequel in Dreamcast? Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Called Die Hard Cop. Uh-huh. Was it the first uh, beat-em-up to use texture map polygonal graphics? Uh, it's the first one. It's As- true. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I thought I had a sequel called Dynamite. Or something. Indeed. <laughs> I said Die Hard got a drink as sequel called Die Hard Cop. Oh. You picked that as a true statement. <laughs> okay. Dynamite Cop yeah. was the sequel. I knew that part. Dynamite I... Cop, not Die Hard Cop. I heard wrong. I heard sequel and it started with a D. Why do you talk like this? Die Hard Cop. <laughs> I got filth in my mouth. Yeah, well, which was the right one? So it was the first beat em up to use Tetra Map graphics. Huh. Like true 3D polygonal graphics. Which, I guess is true. I can't think of an earlier one. But, yeah. All right, Trevor. I'm going to give you a question. You're going to guess a number. And I'm going to tell you this. It's in the millions. If you're within... Mm -hmm. uh, What's fair? If you're within three million of this answer, you win. Okay. In 2017, this year, how much is the estimated worth of Bruce Willis? Oh, I can't think of anything super recently he's done, but he's definitely still relevant. I don't know how they get these worths. It's like, it's really, it's almost as mean as us calling the president's daughter ugly. And they also game. try to get away by saying estimated. Yeah. I'm going to say 620 million. That's a lot. You're way over. No. 180. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is still quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I overestimated Mr. Willis. <clears throat> So we're zero for zero so far. Nobody's yep. made any. Which of these items can you get for under 50 bucks on eBay? Okay. And <clears throat> is it the cheapest disc-only copy of this game that I can find? Was it a diehard signed movie poster by Willis Rickman and Bedelia? Mm-hmm. Or was it the cheapest copy of Die Hard for the NES that I could find? So cheapest copy of this game, disc-only. Cheapest copy of the NES game, or, or a Die Hard poster signed by all three of those actors. Which can I get for under 50? Yes, only one is under 50. <clears throat> that last one feels like it's a... I don't know if you're trying to trick me or not. I don't... <laughs> people, I don't really either. People can't see that condescending face you just gave me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like having tried the... I've played the last one, the, the Nintendo version. I have played it you before. You have played it? Yes, it's not. I don't remember it being good. Have you played like an actual copy or the pie or the, I play, or I'm, the I'm, demo I'm, copy? <laughs> I played a version of it. Does okay. that make sense? I didn't play the actual yeah. physical copy of it. But a game necessarily does not have to be good for it to be expensive. Mm, that is true. Oh my gosh! But I know the other one's at least eighty bucks. But that's in box. You're saying just disc only? Yeah. I'm gonna go with that first one. You got it. <clears throat> 
Thank goodness. <laughs> so just so you know, yeah. right now on eBay, if you have to play this game on the Sega Saturn, and we do recommend it, it's 40 bucks for the cheapest disc-only copy. Um, so you save about half by not having to have the manual in the box. Um, however, the Die Hard poster was a... That was kind of a gimme. That one was like $1,300. Die Hard for the NES, the cheapest actual cartridge I could find on eBay was $100. Goodness Appar- apparently, it's a really rare game. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So, uh, if if Caleb Dixon meant that game instead of this one, I'm sorry, but I wasn't going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trevor. Yeah. I also went to eBay, but I only looked up, looked up, I looked up, uh, I looked up. up one item, and that item is, and this is, you're going to guess the price. And this is my last chance to tie you because you've already got one correct. That's right. Is a copy of the National Enquirer magazine, the July 14th, 1998 issue, mm-hmm. in which on the cover it says Bruce and Demi bust up. That's right. This is where Bruce Willis and his wife, Demi Moore, break up. National Enquirer wow. magazine, July 14th, 1998. It's in used condition. I'll give you a little bit of information. Uh, the shipping is free. Uh-huh. Uh, the seller has 100% feedback. Uh, I'm trying to find the other part. I should have had this. Don't you love it when this thing just does what it wants? Oh, yeah. Your item description is what I was trying to find. It's in very good condition. Uh, you're bidding on an issue of National Enquirer magazine from July 14th, 1998. Great to display in your man cave. <laughs> That's, you want that in your red cave, right? Yeah. Put that in the shire. The uh, two people breaking up. I want that everywhere. <laughs> in the shire, put it down here. Okay. It will be shipped in a plastic sleeve with cardboard backing and ready for display. Uh, lucky winner pays $0 for shipping. Trevor. How much would you pay and how much are they asking? This is a buy now price. This could be anything. For an issue of National Enquirer magazine from 1998 in which Bruce Willis and Demi Moore break up. How many dollars have to be within to get it right? Uh, I think if you get it right without going over, I might give it to you. Does that make sense? (laughs) Let me just throw out a number. Does that make sense? Sure. Price is right rules, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so you can technically say a dollar. So that's like I can say a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be cheap. But I know no, you I'm going gonna, gonna to make a real guess. But I know you have integrity. I don't know if you picked this because it's stupidly high. <laughs> or because it's just a magazine. <laughs> you know what? I want to go $20,000. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you went way over. Uh, Trevor. Yeah. You can get this. The National Enquirer magazine from July 14th, 1998, in which you can proudly display in the Shire here yeah. for a measly $14.98. Well. <laughs> which to me is still way too high for a National Enquirer. Yeah. Because those were just pretty much really thinly terrible magazines. Oh, yeah. That's those ones that are like Bigfoot spotted in Kentucky. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I would rather have that on my deck of man cave. So they may not even broke up. <laughs> Because <laughs> those things were never true. <laughs> I'd rather have the the Bigfoot spotted yeah, in Kentucky one. That'd be more fun to display. Well, you officially beat me. I got nothing. You can you got a chance to get two right, though. All right. So this one I got to be a little creative for, which is always good. <clears throat> which of these is not a real Die Hard game? Okay. Die Hard Trilogy. Die Hard Trilogy 2. Viva Las Vegas. Die Hard. Die Tomorrow. Die Hard. Nakatomi Plaza. Which one's not a game? Yep, only one of these is made up. The third one. The Die Hard, Die Tomorrow. Or is that the one right before the last one? Then there's Die Hard, Nakatomi Plaza. Die Hard Trilogy 2, Viva Las Vegas. And then Die Hard Trilogy. The one out, the one that's next to the last one you said the first time around. That was Die Hard, Die Tomorrow. That's what I'm going with. <clears throat> hey, you got it right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep, all the rest were real. So I failed. You got two out of three. This, and I don't even feel good about it. No. It's probably because it's freezing down here. <laughs> It's 59 degrees in this basement. It's pretty cold. I don't know why it's so cold. It's pretty cold. Trevor, uh, that's been Die Hard Arcade for the Sega Saturn. It sure. is Blist approved. But before we get out of here, there's a couple things we want to do. And that, of course, is the... Uh, shout out slash things. So, <laughs> so we are part of a great network. <laughs> we are. What network is that? Well, I just want to apologize first. We've not said this in like, I don't know, 10 years. (laughs) So the Back Issues Comic Book Podcast Network. That's right. um, Has all kinds of great podcasts. And for some reason, at some point, we stopped mentioning it. Um, I don't know why. We're too big. (laughs) We're too big for our own britches. Yeah. 
just literally forgot for like three months. Yep. Um, but BICBP-radio.com. Yeah, you can go there and you can find a lot of podcasts, everything from, uh, if you want to know about comic book stuff, if you want to know about like uh, really strange mysteries in, in history, uh, there's all kinds of different things you can find on this website. And also those same podcasts can be found on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as this podcast. And Trevor, speaking of iTunes. Hey, we really need you to leave some iTunes reviews. And we forgot to mention that for about, oh, eight years. Right. But we actually got a new one anyways. We did. We did. Oh, please read this. I'm sure I'll love it, and I won't know who it's from. No. So from someone we don't know at all, let me uh, search for it. He's searching for it now. So. Oh, actually, I have to click more reviews now. We have enough. So, I am Bobby Capo. Okay. Says, this is the best podcast about retro video games hosted by a guy named Trevor and a guy named Johnny that gets released weekly on Tuesdays or occasionally other days ever. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> you know what? Factually correct. <laughs> yep. I don't think anybody else can claim that. <laughs> That's right. So thank you, Mr. Bobby Capo. The person we don't know whatsoever. Yes. Never heard of this person. Uh, but yeah, please go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. It really helps us out quite a bit. Now, Trevor, before we close the show... Uh, get your phone out, get it ready, bring up Patreon. It's yep. time for the Patreon shoutouts. Would you like to shout any out? Nope, this is your job. All right. So uh, part of your uh, reward, if you want to call it that, for yes. <laughs> yeah. donating at least a dollar. Which uh, Patreon's going to charge you even more for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're very candid. You know, we like the money. <laughs> because there's things we want to do with Retro Bliss. We have some ideas that take some money. Yeah, that's right. But if you all stop donating, we're going to do this show as long as we enjoy it, I think. I think so, too. Uh, we'll probably enjoy it about two more episodes, though, if everybody stops donating. <laughs> yes, yeah. All right, just kidding. We'll get depressed, but, yeah. we'll, but, we'll, but we understand, honestly. But thank you very much to Keith Farnham. He's one of our newer patrons, and we really appreciate you. Mr. Michael Thompson. Johnny officially has your letter with your custom artwork for me. Which would have been mailed out, but A, I got really sick this week, and B, then it snowed. So it hasn't happened yet. Thompson, the excuses are free. (laughs) 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 Mr. Timothy McGowan. We're the worst (laughs) podcast that paid out for a picture. We're just the worst human beings. Yeah. How we've even kept as many as we have is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Timothy McGowan, a.k.a. Timmy Mac. Thank you, sir. Andrew Coed. I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, awesome guy. Thank you very much. I like him quite a bit, despite his feelings towards what's a Christmas movie and what's not a Christmas yes. movie. And Caleb Dixon, uh, making at least two uh, of our patrons from Australia. We really got to visit Australia with our yeah. uh, $30 a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can take that. We can take our Patreon money, go to Australia for it, and uh, do a show for two people. We'll get to uh, yeah. maybe Georgia. And I like how we're assuming that these two people live near each other in Australia. In Australia, it's its own dang continent. Also, it's a tiny country, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's small. I'm sure it is. I played it on Forza Horizon. It looks pretty small. We can get around the whole thing in like 10 minutes. Uh, By the way, total little side tangent. Uh, Our Australian fans, if you've played Forza Horizon 3 for the Xbox One, we've really been enjoying that game lately. It's one of the only modern games that I've played that wasn't Mario Odyssey or Zelda. Uh, let us know. Is there anything like realistic about it? Does Australia kind of laid out the way it's presented in that game? I'm curious because it's a really beautiful country. Yeah, according to the game. Yeah, yeah, and has all kinds of things. Everything from uh, rainforest to desert. Yeah, are there like fast cars driving everywhere? Yeah. with little numbers above them. Yeah, in Australia, are there cars that have retro blist on the sides of them? Yeah, <laughs> or is that just ours? Yeah, <laughs> and then Mike Vito, thank you much, Vito. Your name is really fun to say, by the way. It is Vito. Vito. Thank you, patrons. You're That's what best. I like to do when you bring up an idea. I just video it. <laughs> yes. I think I said video, but I meant vetoes. Oh, I now I ruined it. it. Yeah. Well, terrible gosh. ending to this terrible show. Just like that president's daughter we saved. Yes. It's time for this show to be over. <laughs> Trevor, uh, I think the best way to end this episode is for me and you to fight it out. And the winner will get to do the very special uh, year-end episode we got planned by themselves. <laughs> So it's lose-lose. <laughs> yeah, I really don't want to do that by myself, but I agree to these conditions. Yep. All right. Well, all right. Trevor, I'm going for the fork right now. I'll go fight.